Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. And Craig Cooper starts the match at Eden Park with a mistake. And back it goes in the pocket for Cruden to put it high. Giving chases Carhui. Cooper underneath it, bang to the ground. Dag up in the line, little show of the ball. Israel Dag is giving Australia nightmares in the first five or so minutes of this game. Three golden touches. That one of the best you'll ever see under pressure. Franks, Whitelock, Reed. Now Dag up from fullback. It's a footwork going. Israel Dag, brilliant stuff up to the 22. And the Wobble, Wallabies were able to stand their ground and has this one put the nail in the coffin. Still has. The fans go up. There you go. Good memories from that great match we had at Eden Park. My good mate, he was a big part of my career. He, uh, you know, helped me along my journey. He's a big part of the bomb squad back there for the All Blacks. Corey Jane, he played outstanding throughout the whole tournament, but particularly in that match, Will Guinea was putting up bombs left, right and centre, and CJ was eating them up all day. And, uh put on an absolute clinic performance, clinical performance, and got man of the match. My good mate there. So we're up. it's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up with Corey Jane. Ten years tomorrow to the day, mate, since we played that game. Good morning, brother. Hey, bro. Um, I've known you for a while, and we're good mates, but that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, so appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, mate, I always say nice things about you when I'm talking... When I'm not with you, I always pump you up, mate. But when I'm around you, I feel yeah. like I need to get in early because, you know, you're very witted. 
You're very witty. Yeah. And you come at pretty you come not. back pretty quick, mate. But <laughs> Oi, let's talk about this ten years. Have you have you thought about it? Last couple of days. Did you know it was coming around? No, I, I knew because I saw an article in the paper last week about our quarter final and someone wrote mm. bringing up the story about <laughs> me and you blowing out, or you'd think it was just me, because again, you only had a little little piece in there. Israel Dag was there too, and it was all me. So um, I had, to, I knew it was coming around because of that. So yeah, I want to say thank you for that, mate. Because I said to you before that game, you have to carve up, and you did carve up. So thank you very much. You saved us from getting kicked out of the tournament from Wayne Smith. But let's talk about that week, mate. We're leading into the semi-final. What are your memories from that week and and the game in particular? Oh, I knew we were because um, Aussie and uh, Africa played each other. I knew we were excited to play Aussie and we wanted to play Aussie because um, we lost to them uh, in Brisbane that year um, in the Tri Nations and they ended up winning it. So um, you know, it was it was kind of cool to get an opportunity to play them again um, in the World Cup and kind of right that wrong of losing that game in Brisbane and losing the Tri Nations Cup to them. Um, I think the team was excited and. Uh, you know, we were quite glad to play them. What about the leading up to that game, mate? Obviously, you just spoke about it before, being under pressure. I know for myself, I knew I only had to really put on a performance to reward the players and, and the country after what went on in that quarterfinal when we made a mistake. But what, what, what were you feeling like leading into that game? Were you, did you feel a wee bit of pressure or just said, nah, it's just another game, we're, we're all good? Well, uh, to be honest with you, like... Pressure is quite fun. Like I, I enjoy mm. pressure when it's when you're playing against tough games or uh, you know opponents that are real hard or individuals. It, that, that excites me, so I, I kind of enjoy that because it's kind of fulfills the you know the competitiveness um, to go out there and obviously play well, but not get embarrassed by uh, the opposition. So I don't mind the pressure too much. Obviously, it was a different pressure than the week before, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> No, that kind of that excites me. That kind of hard games, top games, and I kind of I feel like I played my best when it's when it was like that. Well, what about the game, mate? I remember just standing next to you. Will Guinea was putting them up. Digby Ioni was chasing everything, but you just ate it up, mate. You were just catching everything. I was just standing there in awe, watching my mate with a bleeding nose, cut on his eye, guard up, and just catching everything. What were your memories from that, bro? No, well, that's our, our job. I mean, we, uh, as the, in the back three, and I mean, the games were, back then it was a bit more kicking uh, than it was at the 2015 World Cup, and kicks are starting to come a little bit now as well. But you know, our job, I know we spoke as, we were called ourselves the bomb squad, and I think South Africa got some forwards that call them them now. Um, so they're part two, but, you know, we called ourselves <laughs> the bomb squad, me, you, and Tux, and, and the rest of the back three, and, you know, our goal, our job was to catch 100% of the ball um, when it was kicked to us because, uh, you know, if you, if you can do that, then ideally teams stop kicking it to you and um, you can put them under more pressure. But so that was my job to catch them. Um, I was lucky enough, you know, closed my eyes and jumped up there and managed to catch them all. Um, but it was it was a fun game. I broke my nose, like you said, uh, running the ball into Anthony Fainga and he smoked me and that cut my nose and broke it. But... Um, Mate, it was a good game. I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of like, even though the score wasn't massive, we kind of beat them in every aspect of the game, and um, you know, it was it was fun to be a part of. 
do you, you've played over 50 tests for the All Blacks, mate. Do you think that was the most complete game that you've played for yourself, uh, playing in many, many test matches? If I, th- if I look on the outside in, I'd say that was your probably most complete game you've played. Oh, I don't know if it was thing. You know, you have some uh, big games that stand out, and I think for me that that game stands out for me. Um, early on in that year, we played South Africa in Wellington, and, and I was playing crap with the Hawks, uh, well, not Hawks Bay. Um, I'm in close to Hawks Bay at the moment. Uh, I with the <laughs> Hurricanes, and then, um, you know, when I was didn't think I was going to make the All Blacks, and then I played that game, the South African game, and uh, did well. So that game stands out, but this game does stand out just because... Um, you know how how big it was in the World Cup semi final, and and like I said, we we did beat them in most aspects of the game, and um, you know I happened to play okay too, and you know got man of the match, but um, you know, <laughs> that's a different story. I don't even know why I brought that up, um, but you know it was it was fun to it was fun to be a part of Israel, so um, you know it did, it did stand out. Mate, I get asked about Wayne Smith all the time. And, and just you know, his ability to get the best out of players. And for us, I always remember the story when we'd be warming up for training every single day and he'd come over and rip us to shreds. Can you tell him why he used to, he used to rip us out before training? Yeah, because he thought that we would muck around and would drop a ball or anything like that. And, you know, it's warming up and you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be switched on. And I remember one time um, we didn't even drop a ball. Like, I know I didn't. You probably because you muck around all the time. I but definitely he didn't. Came over, no, and he came over and absolutely lit us up. And he's like, he's mucking around. Balls are dropping everywhere. And we're just looking at him and we're like, they haven't even dropped the ball. What are you talking about? But that's the way he did it. You know, he's he's an intense man. I think um, that's why guys, I think, enjoyed playing with him, you know, especially when he did defense because, um, you know, the intensity that he, that he brings. And I remember the story, I was early on and I was playing wing and I hadn't played it too much with the All Blacks and we were in Eden Park and <laughs> I got skinned down the edge by one of our other wingers because you know, it was just a training run against each other and T-Bomb, Ted was on the other side of the field and he was like, Smithy, sort that deep end winger out. And uh, <laughs> Ted then had to walk over and everyone stopped and was just staring at me and I was head down going, oh no, and Smithy took me away and did some training drills with me to, just it was embarrassing because everyone was watching, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, good fun, eh? Good fun. Well, can you tell the story about when we were doing high balls and Steve comes over? Oh, yeah, we're in a uh, great story. Um, <laughs> we're in um, Argentina, eh? And we're doing a uh, high ball practice. And, you know, there's, there's a couple other guys in the team that, you know, drop high balls and probably don't have a good technique. And I like to think that I'm not too bad in the air, um, you know, and, and uh, my technique's all right. So we were jumping, doing high ball technique, and um, Shag just felt like he had to critique someone. So he came over to me, and he was like, Siege, I'm here. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, when, when you jump, get your leg a little bit, you know, side on more and, uh, and push them away. And I was just like, oh, okay. Then and all the boys, there was Izzy, Jules, and he was just cracking up laughing at me because he was trying to critique me. And Jules almost spins around when he catches, and... Izzy's tongue's hanging out, and he never said anything about him, but was, I don't know if he's caught a high ball in his life, but um, he tried to help me. I was, what was I, 32 by then, so old dog new tricks. I wasn't going to oh. learn anything else. Oh, man, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. We've got many, many memories, mate, but let's go back to this game. 
Richard Kahui, mate, how important was he to the to the bomb squad? Someone that's played a lot at centre, and, and you know he gets thrown out there on the on the wing, on the left wing, and he goes extremely well, mate. What, what are your thoughts on Richie? No, I think, yeah, and I haven't actually played from in Japan when I went there too, but he is one of the most competitive people you you know. So, um, yeah, he kind of he, he's a natural talent. Like, there's for guys that have or people that have watched him play rugby, they know that he's physical and he's a big tackler and he's quite a big human, but he's got little talents. Like, he, he's, he's great at passing the ball both sides. He can kick off both feet. Like, little things that you probably don't notice. And his game understanding um, just suited him being able to play centre, suited him out of being able to play wing. And, you know, if we had a game plan where we were going to chase kicks all day, well, he was going to do that as well. So I just thought he was... You know, at the beginning of the campaign, everyone was you know, Mills and you, and there was a couple of other wingers and Toyava, and you know we we're all jamming around to see who was going to be the the number one um, starters. And then he just really took off, and he was that physical kind of workhorse on that side of the field. And then he had me on the other side, which was a little bit smaller, but you know did my job, and we kind of looked after you in the middle because who knows what you were doing. Um, <laughs> you didn't really prep for games, you just off the cuff, so we had to kind of look after you. But I think it suited it, uh, our game quite well. Um, oh, and, you, know, mate, you always are going to have a little decent. stab, a little dark there. No, well, no, I've got well, a text well, it's here. True, it's, true, it's true, mate. <laughs> it's not true, mate. Talk us through this. I've got a text from Brad. Talk us through your dreads, CJ. The dreads. Well. It was this was in 2007, so I was a sex symbol. But um, no, nah, I was just I had uh, I'd never had them before, right? and I'd seen people had them, and I thought they look cool, and so I grew my hair and um, threw them in there, and I had them for about eight months. Um, I'm a big, I have baths every night. I love baths. Sit in the bath, 30, 40 minutes, and just you know relax and take myself out of the world. But the problem with that is that your dreads get absolutely soaked and then you go to bed and you wake up and your pillow's all smudged, uh, smudged and smells like a wet dog and um, so and then I keep thinking that I was like Ma'a Nunu or Tana Umanga and then I keep looking at the photos and they weren't that pretty so I cut them off um, <laughs> I made the right I made an executive decision uh, to get rid of them and uh, haven't looked back CJ, you're you're too good, mate. This is this is brilliant. I've got we've dug a couple of things out of the archives. We need to place here. So first of all, I don't know what it is about you and Izzy, but you guys love the this phrase sex symbol. Have a listen to this. Oh, Izzy, I want to know what you're really about. So I'm asking you this question: What would you change about yourself? Well, first of all, CJ, I'm a sex symbol. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> so that, that's that's on <laughs> online for everyone to see and watch and hear. That's Israel Dad calling himself a sex symbol. And then the other one, CJ, I need to ask you about. Do you remember this ball is cool off? Do, this ball, do, do you remember this part of the game um, in the semi final? Phases for the All Blacks. Now we go back, and it's Dag with the drop goal. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't remember that actually. What did he do to drop goal? Is he in the pocket screaming for it and he's shanked it? You, you, you explain, is he? What, how bad was that? Oh, I was in the pocket and Cruden obviously pumped one through the middle. I tried to have a crack because you remember when I carved you up in training, I pumped it down the middle from 50? You carved me up. <laughs> you remember, remember we had that drop kick comp? No, I don't remember, Israel. No, I don't. Oh, I've got the video proof. Yeah, I'll put it up. But anyway, I tried yeah, to Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> 
I had the drop kick. I had the drop kick in that game, and I shanked it, mate. Anyway, anyway, that's enough of that. Oi, right, mate, I want to ask you quickly before we let you go. Ma'anonu playing for East Coast. What's your take on that? And have you thought about maybe lacing up the boots for Horofanua Kapiti, bro? No, I don't play rugby anymore. This old carcass is no good. <laughs> I can't run that tool. You should have seen, you've seen my last three years playing rugby. At a professional level, I couldn't do anything. Um, good, good, isn't it? Uh, I, I hear um, his words were that he'd come back and play if uh, Jose, big Jose Gear, was going to play. Mm. So I think they're both on the pitch. I've just seen their team too. So Papili Lavave's uh, old Hurricanes Chiefs man, he's coming back to play for them as well this week. He's, he's on the bench. So, mate, how good that. Um, you know, some of these top guys, even though they're at the end of their career, can go and play some of these the heartland games and just get the crowd and get all the morale of the players excited. So, um, mate, it's awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, mate, I'm the same. I'm the same. I try to get uh, Ma'a on the show, but, you know, Ma'a, he doesn't like doing media. Hopefully yeah. one day he reckons. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I really appreciate yeah, your time. Go. Go. Your time How set. much are you paying me, is he? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, how much? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Sam. If you're in Australia, we might might have to pay Ma'a. But anyway, um, thanks very much, brother. Appreciate your time. You're a good man, and uh, look forward to seeing you very soon, bro. See you, Take care. There you go, Corey Jane. <laughs> hey, good memories. Bring it back. I just see that's the thing. You just. You know, you're a bit wary to give CJ the mic because he's very quick-witted. He's very witty. And you're just a bit hesitant. And, you, you know, he is, oh, that's why I'm just trying to lead him in the right direction so I just can't give him enough time to get that, that mind going because when it gets going, mate, we'll be straight off the – we'll be on the dump button. Joe's fingers on the dump button will be going a little well, well, couldn't be much worse than the story you told us last time about you and the pillow. But anyway, that, that's 10 years tomorrow – to the day of that famous World Cup semi-final, a young Aaron Cruden, a very young Izzy Dag, um, got pins and needles listening to that intro, lads. How good from Maddie K. Rugby World Cup semi 2011. I love the crowd singing to the Aussies four more years from an unknown texter. Oh, that number's actually from Australia, so that's a might be a Kiwi over there that loved it. Um, great memories, Izzy. Does it feel like a decade? Does it feel like that long? Well, yeah, because... Um you know, 10 years ago, and I put on 10 kilos. That so does feel like a, a decade, mate. It's not a bad strike rate, one a year. <laughs> one a year, kilo a year, but I'm making a comeback, mate. Nah. Nah, it's cool to be able to re- you know, just get the memories, like when you plan those clips, and uh, I did an interview yesterday as well about it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And just remembering those moments, I remember in Jer- Jerome Kano when he picked up Dick Buani when he was like two metres out from line and actually manhandled him yeah. back. And then, uh, you know, putting up high balls all day. Uh, Richie McCaw playing the Pocock, who Pocock was said to be the best seven in the world back then. And Richie McCaw on one foot outplayed him. So just you just think back to little moments in that game, and it was pretty special. Awesome, bro. I love reminiscing. It's so good to hear CJ. God, he's just, you're right. You just never know what's coming next with Corey Jane. 23 minutes past 8 o'clock. I'll tell you what's coming next. We've got some text to clear here about Baz. You can wish him well on double eight, double three. And we've got Pip coming up from the TAB. She she tipped us a dog yesterday, and poor Kieran remortgaged his 19-year-old life on it, and um, obviously gambling responsibly. But he was devastated, and uh, we need to talk to Pip about that. It's 23 minutes past 8 here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Thank <laughs> you.